Welcome back to another episode of B&B Banter Bros Goes to the Movies. With me is Aaron Benyon and Jason Chandler. And tonight, it's kind of a special episode for us. <coughs> yeah. Because this is this accounts for our 100th episode. And if we were a sitcom, it would be a very, very, very big thing. We would have to get a giant cake. A bunch of cake. We'd have a live studio audience. Yep. That we would put a laugh track on. Yeah. Suffocate in a room full of balloons. So, so yeah, many it, balloons. Is our, it is our 100th episode. Uh, so before we dive into our film of tonight, we were going to talk about uh, pretty much what the podcast has done and the progression and stuff and how what it means to us since we started yeah. this thing three years ago. <laughs> and we're right? still the only so. ones listening. Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah aram you and i started this three years ago during covid yeah yeah right when and COVID first started really yep it was uh basically a way of us to hang out force ourselves to hang out yeah it was based on the premise that you and i could talk forever about random subjects and uh and we quickly figured out that we got lost way too easily and you know, ended up on like too many changes after our three-hour inaugural episode. Yeah, yeah. Our first season was very long. <laughs> Long-winded. Yeah, every episode <laughs> was probably like two hours or something like that. Yeah. If not, like at least an hour and a half, if not more. That yeah, just we, we scales it with the, the, the free time of the lockdown and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Too well, much free and, time. And we would consistently go on a different topics too like that's our tangent that's what we do we'd bounce around yeah. from one thing to one thing and maybe go back maybe not i mean yeah we were all over the place so that Whoa, was one of the bros. things where that banter yep and that's where one of the things that that we thought about when we were coming up with a name is you know b&b banter bros so it's you know bennett and banyan yeah and then uh that's what we do we just banter yeah it's just it's, it's been our relationship since we've known each other for the past like 10 years conversation that generally doesn't have any sort of like real root like we never really make it to whatever specific spot we were going to but take some side trips right it's really what it is a lot of our conversation has been a spark of oh i'm interested in this at the moment yeah talk about it so we're very impulsive about that we're very very we're very much in the now uh in that respect yep like those are the fun conversations I like to have because they're not serious and you're just, I don't know, there's passing no time, having fun, and uh, yeah, there's no, yeah, no agenda. Yeah. It's and my favorite small of- talk, <laughs> movie, <laughs> yeah. movie buff terminology. Yeah, the conversation ends up being, oh shit, we just wasted three hours? <laughs> right? right, yeah. And yeah, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Well, and we also didn't have a premise of what we wanted to talk about like yeah. directly. So we were yeah. still trying to figure out our niche, like, you know, what are we going to do? And we just had the three bases that we liked was books, music, and movies. So, yeah, yeah. we figured we out. tried to we'll get a little. Ex- I think there was a couple episodes where we got a little existential or a little philosophical, but I think so too. Yeah, but we mostly stayed within those parameters. And all right, here we go. <clears throat> but um, yeah, and and we went up to thirty episodes. We just figured that you know the year was about to start so yeah yeah that was just kind of our first season made the most sense to just cut it at that point 
Yeah. I will say that uh, one of my favorite parts about the first season was our like trying new music and then talking about yeah. the books. I like I liked our little banter bro book club. Yeah, and uh, people really responded to that actually from what we saw. Like that was probably some of our most popular shit was the the book episodes. It was, yeah, our our literature one and stuff like that. I think it's still like Nobody our gave first a shit episode. about what music we were listening to, but right. Our first episode. Those are the ones yeah, I listened to. I didn't care about the book ones. <laughs> I don't know if I do or not. I didn't click on them. Uh, <laughs> you see these glasses? It appears I do. Yeah. But you'll never it know. It appears your son does because you stole them from him. But oh. They, well, the, these are his old ones. I'm just borrowing <laughs> them. How long have you had them? <laughs> not too embarrassing to admit. Come on I, saying, I think it stopped being borrowing at some point. I, I did go to the, the, the eyeglass place last week, <laughs> and they were fucking closed due to a family event. Ha, ha, ha. That is just um, my procrastination, and then it just can't even. Just defeated by your own laziness. <laughs> but I did smile, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, sweet. I don't have to do that now. Even though it would have taken, like, <laughs> fucking 20 minutes. Right. Hey, let's be real, though. He did probably pay for the glasses, so they're his anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah technically. Yeah, but, you know, that's less funny, so shut up, Tim. And uh, Elden Ring. Aram, first season. What did you like the most about our first season? Oh, man. Um, shit, I mean, I think the... I don't know, just the... What am I trying to say? Uh, trying to figure it out, I think, was the best part. Like, mm. trying to see... Because we were just trying different shit and, like, seeing what stuck. And it was interesting to see who reacted to what and what we really got into. Yeah. Um, those were both really interesting to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially I for trying... Probably, like, this was all new to us, so... Yeah. Like, none of us have done a podcast or even done much with microphones or any of that stuff, so... Oh, right. Yeah, I think stuff like, uh, you know, when we decided to listen to albums that we, I mean, we just picked random albums to listen to, but we got, had, ended up with like Billie Eilish and then, what was it? The Beatles. Dra the Beatles was one, and then it was a Coconut Dracula or something like that. Uh, no, that was the name of the Vampire song. Weekend. Vampire Weekend, and we couldn't fucking handle that. We so that's how we it. ended up with Billie Eilish. We, just <laughs> like, we can't fucking handle that. Nope. We listened. Uh, I listened to the first song in the the Vampire Weekend album, and I was like, "Oh God, oh." Yeah, that was about as far as I got, and oh. I was like, Oof, "We're gonna have to try something different." And the Billie Eilish album ended up like I mean, it wasn't my cup of tea, but I was able to like glean some some meaning from it, and you know, respect for what she does. Yeah, we learned a lot about her as an yep. artist and as a person, and it, 180, a complete 180 of how I felt before. Yeah, diving into her. Like, I don't like, think she's I complete trash. Like I mean, she's not my style, like, yeah. but, like, yeah. Yep. I had a lot more appreciation. Uh, same thing happened with the Beatles. Like, like I'm not a Beatles guy, but, like, I grew to appreciate more what, what they did. I can't remember yeah. what album we listened to now, but I think it was Abbey Road. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just actually sitting and listening to each song. It was kind of a learning experience. Still not my cup of tea, but, like, I can respect it to a different to a different level now that was the goal though too yeah, yeah we, we accomplished our goal to broaden our horizons so yeah mm. 
we've we've long since gotten away from that premise of broadening our horizons and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, gotten into something much more interesting to us and <laughs> yeah, a little but, more uh, passionate, I think. Yeah, we, it's, we, we it's, get a little bit more drive into talking about films. It's it's, it's hard to get into stuff that you're when you're trying to broaden your horizons. Like you can be into it, but you can't get passionate about it until you already know about it. Yeah, so it's, it's a little true. bit different. And that's a different show. I mean, we who knows? We may do that at some point anyway, but... Bonus you know, content. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eventually that'll become bonus content, us trying different things. Yeah, oh, yeah. we get any Patreon subscribers. Oh, yeah. Let's right. not... But the, I dream of the day we could do this all day. <laughs> There'd be a, oh, God, yeah. a lot of variety yeah. in, right? to the oh, yeah. B&B Every Banter day. Bro I'd, I'd, I'd make this a job. 100%. For sure. <laughs> Every day I'd wake up going, podcast day. Let's Hell do yeah. it. Uh, <clears throat> so, Jason, you didn't come on until, like, what, episode six, seven, something yeah, like that? Ep- of, episode uh, six or seven. Season two? Yeah. And, uh, and But I did listen to a lot of the the first season. Where was I? I can't remember what happened to me, Like, but I had been out for a while. I, I oh, you, you just, just got, got sick. sick. You were, like, yeah, you were sick for, like, oh, a whole week. It was, like, and then... before, wait, I don't I don't know. I don't think it was COVID times, but you just got you were just a cold. sick for like a whole week, and then I think you had something else that happened. So, mm-hmm. huh. um, explain it. Yeah, Jason, you. What made you want to join our podcast? Well, I. Uh, hmm. Uh, talking about movies at work with you was like a natural thing, and that happened like right away, like. I don't know, sooner than it should have. It just felt like we've been talking about movies forever. And then uh, you, of course, told me you had a podcast, and I was like, fuck, of course you do. Everybody has one. So, of course, I finally I work with somebody that has a podcast. But then, uh, you know, it's just a joke, but uh, I was always trying to start a podcast about something, music, movies with people I make music with and other friends, and <coughs> it was always a drunken talking idea but never put to fruition. So something I wanted to do, and then I listened to the first season, a lot of it, uh, and uh, just the way I, I learned the type of guys you guys were, and you, you sounded yeah. you sounded pretty my kind of guys. And then uh, the podcast was very, you know, underground-ish, but uh, it sounded le- <coughs> legit, and I don't know. And uh, then, yeah, Tim asked me to fucking be a guest Dude. to fill in guest yeah so uh he can keep the the episodes flowing without a break yeah and uh i don't know yeah i got a lot of compliments from my friends on that interview first interview episode and i don't know what the hell was jason chandler yeah <laughs> who is he and uh who i don't is know he? <laughs> it, seriously it who is this good. guy <clears throat> and then yeah, Tim you, kept uh... asking me back and here <coughs> i am <laughs> that's true <laughs> Well, I was gone for a while, so he needed someone to fill the spot. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and then working and together, I, of course, we just fucking brainstormed too many damn ideas. So. <laughs> yep. And we still do. <laughs> yeah. I will say that your your first episode was, uh, <clears throat> like, you were n- nervous. Oh, uh, yeah. Obviously. But it it was, a, it was, like, a good episode, like, in, like for mm-hmm. your first time. And, like, you had that knack of, like, already, you know, you were already kind of, able to talk into you know the microphone and stuff like that in, in your music and stuff like that yeah so for you it was like uh i don't know you kind of 
went into that kind of performance mode, as I'd call it, I think. And it really helped you. Yeah, you yeah. can't use a microphone and not perform a little bit. Otherwise, it's... <coughs> I don't know. It's just not good audio. It's not entertaining at all. And I'm not saying I'm entertaining, but... <laughs> and uh, that was also... Season 2 is where we switched from just random shit to a particular topic, which was films. Yep. We decided that we were just going to start talking about films and, and directors and... And you started movies. Season 2 with interviews of each other, right? Yep. Yeah, so... Yeah. You guys got... Uh, about you, films. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It um, was uh, what we like about movies and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So then, uh, yeah, Tim thought... Our connection Tim, with films. Tim said uh, it, it to make sense for my first episode to be a similar interview episode, or, you know, to the first two yep. on season two. To yeah. introduce me or whatever. <clears throat> and we were still taking that kind of idea about what we were doing with, uh, you know, the random music and stuff like that and learning about them and whatever. We kind of took that idea and we put it into season two as, like, about films, like the actors or directors or whatever. Because our, like, first episode was John Hughes. We talked about John Hughes. And we learned so much about John Hughes. Yeah, that was... Like, we watched a handful of their movies, or his movies, and, you know, kind of did some research and stuff like that and learned a lot. And that was kind of, like, something that interests us as well was... We were learning something, applying what we learned into the topic or to the discussion, and still able to kind of geek out about the films that we did, you know, that we did know and that we loved yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And as a listener, and, I learned <coughs> that Timothy Bennett hates Molly Ringwald. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. I was cracking up laughing when I was listening to that shit. I remember, <laughs> I don't know, it was just it was, like, what I had the a small fuck? crush. Because you have a small... Oh, <laughs> I had a small crush on her, you know. It is what it is. She was on the Rob yeah, Lowe she's podcast. A that's why. And uh, she? she's like a writer, fucking. Uh, I don't know. She's. It was a good episode. I liked the way she. She, she keeps busy. Yeah, she. I don't know. She she's still like working. A, t- a tough lady, smart lady. Yeah, she was. She was the mom on the Secret Life of an American Teenager last yep. time I saw. Oh yeah. She's, she's still getting jobs. She's still working. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, she's not a bad actress. I don't know why you don't like her. Well, let's not get carried away with that, or maybe. Well, I, I just didn't like her she, I, back I, then. I, you didn't like her in the Brat Pack. I, yeah, I thought she, she was. Enough. She had that princess mentality. People change after like, that many years. Well, yeah, that's that's what she was supposed to. I mean, didn't you I, watch I, The Breakfast Club? But she like was that person. It wasn't the acting. Yeah. It was who she was. That's that's True how enough. I felt. So <laughs> I just didn't like it. Are any of you, uh, by the way, dreading when they may remake The Breakfast Club? Because you know it's gonna happen. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, okay. I mean, so it's, it's not. not like it's not. It's not like a thing. Okay. Yet, but I, I mean, like... I, I'm watching the like the landscape, and I know it's coming. Oh my god! And, like I know a number they, of those John like Hughes movies are gonna in some shape or form. Oh, for sure. But like, I mean, I just I'm waiting for. I know what you mean. The Get... the new version of the I, I'm waiting for Miles Teller and somebody else to be in the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Yeah, so they can have all these million identities, people, you know. Oh, and yeah. Fill up the whole classroom, not just fucking six desks. <laughs> It'll yeah, probably that, be... That, the Breakfast Club these days is going to be a lot weirder. Uh, it's going to be, be a lot uh, harder to do without pissing somebody It's just going to be everybody on their phones thumbing it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Social media. They're in detention, but... Is even detention ooh, a ooh. thing anymore? They'll bring back probably silent not. films at the same time. 
<laughs> just text messages. Oh, <laughs> Shit, yeah. Oh, yeah, you, they, you'll just get text messages of, of the actual dialogue mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of having to read it on the screen. Yeah. Uh, uh, Aram, what was Yo. your, your favorite thing about season two? Oof. I'm trying to remember who was my favorite. Because, I mean, I really enjoyed doing the John Hughes one. And I feel like we did a couple other ones. Like, we did John Carpenter. Did you guys do... Palm Springs is that the Andy Samberg? Yeah, Palm Springs we did on season that two. That was a right? good movie. Yep. Yeah, that, uh, I'm almost positive that's season yeah, two. Yeah, uh, that was one of my uh, episodes. I, think, I, I clicked know. with. I think that might have been a filler episode between directors. I don't we think it was season two. I think that was. Uh, you think so? First season, yeah, because oh, we were okay. doing our trailers. Mm. We were talking about the trailers that we thought the upcoming films. So I think that was our oh, yeah. our first uh, season. Oh yeah, because didn't we we watched Palm Springs and a couple other movies? Changeland and yeah, which was really good. Then we did that one with else. Jack Quaid. Um, oh yeah, which was which terrible. Which is yeah, He's we such just, a I whiny just, bitch. I complained about him being a bitch the whole time, and then like I just verbatim read the movie. <laughs> that was Damn. a terrible episode because like we didn't know what we were doing, so I just verbatim I just dialogued the whole movie for everybody, so you didn't have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> the movie, yeah, that. I don't know, read by Aaron. Uh, pretty much, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was our first season. That was like towards the oh, end. Yeah. My bad, yeah, yeah. Palm Springs was a better episode because we didn't do that, we didn't just fucking do the whole movie right. just verbatim. Yeah, it was just a quick, like, whole this movie popped out of nowhere for me on Hulu. I, I just agreed yeah. with everything you guys were saying because I just exact same shit happened to me and I felt the same way about the movie and the whole time loop and it was hilarious and yeah right so i connected with yeah, that sure. one but uh yeah the john hughes and the john carpenter that's uh, i can't i do i think mortal kombat was probably another favorite at least the trailer that, episode because yeah. we were just we geeked out for like an hour and a half about a fucking trailer <laughs> and true. i think that was just we had fun. a whole episode yeah it was a whole it's episode a on a trailer episode. and i think that was just really fun so those yeah john hughes and that were probably my two favorites just because of the most memorable parts of season two for me Okay. Tim, you there? I think for me it was uh, us reforming the season. Like we we yeah. found a niche that we were actually kind of following, and we were actually getting into it. I also like that we were making it more more of an effort to establish ourselves. Yeah. So I think that uh, for us it was that commitment that we were really applying in the season two. Like well, we wanted to make sure we had an episode coming out every week. We were really trying sure. to put in the work. And I think for and we've still managed that we've had an episode every week. Yeah, uh, at least, we? At least I, think we, I think we missed one or something like that. But oh. uh, either way, yeah, it's it's one of those where we've been diligent. Yeah, but yeah, season I think one the, putting in the work season, is, is what I enjoyed about the season two. But yeah, season one it seemed like you guys were just fucking around, and then. Uh, you found out you liked it, and then season two, you were like, "Hey, let's if we're gonna keep this doing uh, going, let's try to yeah. take it more serious in some ways, shape, yep. or form." For sure. <clears throat> yeah, and that's what <coughs> happened. Hell yeah! So I really liked that. I liked how it how it was forming. So. So yeah, listeners, don't another. bother watching season one until you get to know. 
Tim and no, so Aaron unless you got, very well. Unless you got time to spare. If, yeah. Like, and you find out you relate to the way they think and talk, then go back and listen yeah. to a four-hour episode in season one. <laughs> no shit. And that's why I'm not trying to put all of those onto YouTube right now because yeah. of that reason. <laughs> oh, that up <laughs> More of like the second time? season I'm trying to pump up on the YouTube. But yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I'll get to the first season at some point in our life. <laughs> Jason, what did you like about coming on board during the season two? Uh, you had already listened to us a little bit, so like, you you wanted to come on and, and see it. But from your introduction to you know the progression throughout the rest of the season two, how did you feel about it? Um, nervous and excited. It's always something I wanted to do, but like I don't know. I'm a introvert and talking and I don't know sharing my thoughts. And I was new. It was new. I was meeting you guys at the same time. <laughs> So, like, I got to know you behind a microphone and recording, basically, especially Aaron. Yeah. yeah. So I was just nervous and excited, and uh, I was you know, having was fun, fun, even if I did bad. You know what's fucked up is I, I think at some point when you, we first started, like, doing the show, you and I realized we'd worked together before, because we worked at Fridays yeah. together, and we didn't fucking remember each other from there. Yeah. <laughs> my my tenure wasn't very long there, so, I mean, that's probably part of it. Yeah, but. if it's a short stint, and you know how many employees recycle yeah. through oh, sure. any restaurant uh yeah it's hard yeah. to remember and yeah it's been that long i'm sure we don't look the same it's kind of like no. uh just remember before i started skinnier. working at oh. chipotle aaron was working there yeah we we had like there's a small window at least where we had cr- i think there was uh, like maybe a, i came in it was maybe a month if that <laughs> i actually think it was a couple weeks i feel like because yeah. i think when i came in for the application to or you know, like to fill out the application. I think you were working, and then <laughs> three weeks later, you know, they went through all the process of the job, the three interviews, and yeah. then I started working and stuff. But, but I, I got didn't... the job because I knew somebody who was managing the Elk River one, and she put in a good word. So I got the job no matter what. Yeah, but I was gonna know someone. Yep, they obviously made me go through yeah. the process of everything. Yeah, that and Colleen, uh, I guess, had a crush on me. She thought I was hot. Oh God. I remember the name. I don't remember what she looked like. Anymore, she was uh, shout out to Colleen. Because <laughs> that was when Rachel was uh, GMing. Oh, see, Jeff was the name of the GM when I was there. Whoa. And, yep, and he had just left. Yep. And then Rachel had popped on, and then that's when I started working. Was like that's a couple weeks right. after that. So All yeah, right. it was a short window. This is shop uh, anyway. Talk. We're not talking about that um, <laughs> from many many just, restaurants just a, ago. Just twelve Small degrees town. of separate. It's twelve degrees of separation. <laughs> restaurant edition is what yes. it is. Nice. Yes. Uh, All right. What do you think our biggest accomplishment was through the first two seasons? Oh man, I hmm. you know I gotta believe that it's just the the areas we've reached because I mean we've looked at the demographic like or the where our podcast has been downloaded and where we've been listened to and like we're all over the world and I think yeah. that's really I mean you know we don't have a ton of listeners but I think it's really cool that like we have people in every continent except Antarctica because <laughs> why the fuck would a penguin listen to us? Um, but like you know the fact that we have someone people in Asia people in Europe people in South America people. In Canada, like we're literally like we're all over the map. Like you can find people that have listened to us. Holy I shit! I think that's really cool. Aaron, I'm nervous again. That's a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy. Was there's a one guy in Germany who downloaded 
50 episodes in one day. Yeah, he got really <laughs> into like, our stuff, damn. and I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with that. But. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's just all of a you sudden. Gotta start like, somewhere. Think, one person. If you think about the last time Germany got really into something, it didn't work out well for a lot of people. <laughs> uh, so now we're in season three. We're yep. uh, 18 episodes into season three. It's been a hell of a year for season two, but yep. this is a new kind of format now we decide that we were going to dive into the marvel world yeah and, and we didn't we didn't initially plan to do marvel solely like we were going to do something different and just kind of touch base on marvel because it was so big but we found so much to talk about in yeah. every movie that it just it makes the most sense to just sit and dissect the marvel movies the best that we can yeah, yeah. i've i've yeah. been having a lot more fun than i anticipated i would uh, when we had this yeah. idea, watching the movies and then getting together with you guys talking about them, and then I, this whole like watching them week to week, the whole close, uh, yeah. I feel like the conversation has been a lot more lively mm -hmm. doing these movies than it was for almost anything else we've done, like in the last year. Like, yeah, not that we didn't have that. good conversations, but these seem more overall, passionate though. and like, yeah, overall, I think we're more yeah. passionate. We're a little more consistent. We're, we're yeah. able, yeah, more consistent. We've been able to find more stuff to like talk about. We're, we're more like into it. Yeah. And um, I think these are just the best conversations we've had in a while uh, when it comes to, to the movies. Yeah. I have to agree with that. Well, yeah. I think, I think uh, one of our biggest accomplishments for the podcast is uh, we've uh, found a flow with each other for, yeah. for three people sure. not to talk over each other or when we do it's for like a comedic purpose a or, or a yeah. good time purpose or something but it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't or, know so I, 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 enjoy, I enjoyed finding the flow I think that's something about this podcast uh, which I know that I'm consistently like thinking of and I know Aram you, you struggled a little bit with it uh, and Jason I think you just kind of with with, it, with whatever happens, is that yeah. ever ending consistently trying to you know like get better or find something better or like keep relevant or changing or all that stuff like not trying to just stay in one spot and always trying to be better, make more entertaining podcast or something, and I think that with this new season we found our we found our thing, we found our niche like. We were we were still trying to figure out our shit in season two, and we got further and further and further. The progression was fantastic. We really did come a long way from season one to now. Yeah. And now that we're in season three, yeah, we've we've just established what we were or what we are now. And the great thing about it is it's podcast security. <laughs> oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> We've got like five years that we can have this podcast running on for just Marvel films. <laughs> yeah, and we got easy clickbait too. A fucking Marvel movie name mm. title. Right? True. Yeah, yeah. That's so. legit. <clears throat> well, gentlemen, I will say it's been a fun, good couple of years. Hell yeah. So Yeah, I look forward and, to uh, more. <laughs> absolutely. And, and many more. I will say a part of me also really likes the business side of it like the marketing or you know what i mean coming up with new ideas you, of how to like promote us and, and yeah like that. uh for the listeners tim is the guy that writes all the words on all the the fucking link descriptions or whatever and uh does all the social media shit and he would do more if he had more time <laughs> 
But yeah, I can tell right. you enjoy it. But yeah, it's a little stressful because you're squeezing it in between responsibilities. You see them yep. in, in the background. <laughs> yeah, between work, family, yeah, housework, chores, many plates, all the bazillion things. I also like making the icons. <laughs> I enjoy doing the photos, <laughs> even the little things. Hell yep. yeah! But all right, well, that's been our hundredth episode discussion. And yeah. here's to a hundred more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cheers to that. Biatch. All right. Now let's get into the the uh, movie of discussion. So yeah. tonight we're going to be talking about Marvel's Spider-Man Homecoming. So Coming. we got to see... Home, home, homecoming? Home, homecoming. Homecoming. I can't unsay it now. Homecoming. What the fuck just happened, oh, Tim? Tim was know, drinking at the homecoming dance. Spiked punch. Had a fucking <laughs> a stroke halfway through that sentence. Oh, yeah. Homecoming. That's all right. Uh, so this isn't our first time seeing the Spider-Man, but this is his first... Solo film. Actually, this might be yep. the hundredth time we've seen a, a new Spider-Man. They're just yeah, but this isn't the first time we've seen this Spider-Man. I, I this oh, Spider-Man. I'm just saying there this was Spider-Man. so many Spider-Mans <laughs> before this one. Yeah, we had Sam Raimi's Free yeah. Trilogy, Tobey Maguire and James Franco. Yeah, we had and then Sony's version, Andrew which Garfield was one. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, and then we have this one. Which is so yep. much better. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, Aram, you want to read us? Yeah, let's do details. it. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming was released in 2017. It runs for two hours and 13 minutes. It's directed by John Watts, um, who's, I know the name, but I don't know much else that he's done. Um. It's written by Jonathan Goldstein and then John Francis Daly. Again, I know that name, Ooh. and I don't know from where. Apparently, those are those two names are like uh, uh, showrunner type. This movie had a lot of writers. It's like the number is similar oh, to right. the amount as the cast. Like, oh, yeah, wow. but okay. uh, those two so it names, definitely says and others. Yeah, because those two guys are just the the, the head writers. Of two different teams. Okay. So yeah. Uh, so so it's the yo. the director John Watts. Yeah. Yeah. Aram, you might know this, but Clown, the movie Clown. Oh, words. Okay. Horror film with uh, yeah. Eli Roth. Okay. Yeah, I remember he, that movie. Yeah. Yep. He directed that. Okay. He also directed a movie called Cop Car with Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah, that's on Netflix. I just saw an ad for that yep. the other day. And then he uh, directed the second film. A Spider-Man film. Oh, oh cool. he directed. No, oh, no, he was a part of. So yeah, he directed the the. Oh no, he did direct all three. Damn, he got lucky. All right, cool. He directed all well, three of the Spider-Man. Oh, no, movies, he so. didn't get lucky. He killed it on the first one. He deserved to do he the did. next two. He did. He did. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. We can dive in there. <laughs> yeah, those. So basically, those are the only two things that he did before the Spider-Man that were real interesting, relevant of any wow. sort. And he got. Spider-Man off of those too, huh? Yeah, right. Shit. Otherwise, he did some like music video stuff. Like he did a Fat Boy Slim video. He did a couple. Of and those. at the time, we have to we had we, we had sorry we have to remember that it's Sony Studios that made this movie, yeah, not it's true Disney and stuff like that. Well, so 
Sorry. We also had another Marvel movie that was directed by someone who'd really done a lot of music videos, but not much else. Or I remember us discussing another movie where the director really had only done a lot of music videos and like one or two other things. And I don't remember what it is now. Well, all right. I feel like it was a different Marvel movie, but... Leave a comment um, in the comment section, so let Aaron yeah, know what the fuck he's about talking the about. Dr. Strange guy. Uh, maybe. Maybe no. he did horror it. stuff. He did a bunch of horror stuff. Not, not no, music. I feel like this I guy had only done a few things, of, but a but bunch of music videos. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. I can't remember either. Anyway. Um, anyway. Uh, so, uh, score-wise, uh, it got 51... Oh, uh, sorry. It got a 73 at Metascore. And IMDb gave gave it a seven point four out of ten. Hmm. Um, Do you feel like as that's far as appropriate? The, I'd go like eight point five, maybe. So I'd go maybe a even higher, a nine, speaking. especially when it first came out. I loved it. You wonder if because this is all a matter of like users and whatnot. I think half of these are haters that like the Tobey Maguire or the Andrew Garfield one better. Yeah. <laughs> um, these things aren't set in stone. They they change throughout the years. Is that what? yeah? Because okay. I mean, like. There's like a 631,000 underneath that IMDb score. Yeah. I guess I never thought so of it I mean, that way, that they would change. According to vote, yeah. Throughout, yeah, I guess I never thought The vote's always that. ongoing, I guess. It's a, you know, okay. I guess we'll have to go back and see what the, the other ones And you were. know, Far From Home Wait. could have had an influx of Toby and Andrew fans that came up and just said, fuck this movie. Huh. 100%. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as far as cast goes, we have Tom Holland as Peter Parker. Which he, he has been in other things prior to this, too. Yeah, like, he was... Like, big films. Yeah, I can't remember really? what else he, he was in The Heart of the like, Sea, uh, which was the okay. Mo Moby Dick one. Oh, okay. With, okay. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Nerd. Whatever, uh, I'm write he that was, down. <laughs> you've never seen it? No, and oh, as I, 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 I write it down, it I remember you've already told me this, and I've written it down before. Fuck. <laughs> Probably. He just got notes laying everywhere with like names of movies like, on this them. This is like the, the uncool deja vu that just happened to me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it was a Ron Howard film too. Oh damn! Not, I, really? I definitely need to watch that then. Yeah, Ron Howard. He did it. Fuck yeah! I'm oh, sold. Cool. Uh, but he did. Yeah, so he <laughs> did that before he was Spider Man. So and then he did Silver War. Other than that, he was in. Um, uh, Billy Elliot. That was that was like his big. Who was he in Billy Elliot? Because I remember that movie. It, I I think this was so a, a movie Broadway. about a little boy in like an Irish town. I think oh, this is a Broadway okay. one. That's that was what he was known. That for. would make some sense then. Okay, because I remember seeing Billy Elliot way back. I think I was in high school when I saw that movie. Yeah, I don't know. It was basically about an Irish kid in a coal mining town that wants to do ballet and having to like face the fact that his family isn't really supportive of it. And whatnot, but they are. Yeah, this is look a it up. Live Broadway. <laughs> it's a it's a family drama about like you know the Irish and how the everyone has this preconception that they're set in their ways and blah 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 blah. 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 Oh, he did, it's uh, good, but it's yeah. Lost City of Z. Which uh, oh uh, with uh, Charlie Hunnam. Yep, he was. He was oh, that, I never so. watched that one. Is that pilgrimage? Pil so okay. anyway, that's what he did before this film. Yeah. He was uh, obviously okay. Civil War Spider Man in 2016. So yeah, the kid's yeah. not a bad actor. Yeah, so he's, he's got experience. Big... You can you can tell. At least yeah. I did. He can act his ass off. He's uh, British because he's, he's British. He's, he's all right. Yeah. Can... 
But he's a great Spider-Man. But uh, back to the cast. Uh, so we have, as the villain of the movie, uh, Adrian Toomes, or Vulture, is played by Michael Keaton. Yay! Which uh, he was, was phenomenal. phenomenal. So great. Uh, we'll talk about his character when we get talking about the movie. Um, we have Aunt May being played by Marissa Tomei, which is kind of it's okay, kind of odd she, because she makes it work in a more she modern does, but version. Aunt May, yeah, but Aunt May's always been pictured as like even the comics, like she's always an old, old lady. Yeah, yeah, but but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like they make she makes it work like, in the more modern, yeah, yeah, modern way. I mean, I guess I can't hate because I mean they changed yeah, MJ around that's what too. I was so say. they made they made well they changed. Peter Parker and Spider-Man around too. Yeah. So like this True is enough. this is like the ultimate Spider-Man version. Yeah. And all the other ones, I don't know. They, it's they, just whatever. It was playground shit. Playground shit. <laughs> uh, Robert Downey Jr. Re- reprises his role as Tony Stark. Yeah, he's hilarious. John Favreau. Uh, John Favreau is in as Happy Hogan. Uh, <laughs> again, we have Zend- Zendaya or Zendaya. Whatever. It's one of those two yeah. ways. Uh, she's in as MJ or Michelle, as she's referred to as ninety percent of this movie. She's only MJ to her friends. She's only MJ right. at and the end just, of the movie. Sorry. Yeah, to her friends. Oh, she doesn't have any uh, friends, Gwyn- but now she does. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow is into this in this movie as Pepper Potts for about oh, two minutes also at the end. Yep. Uh, Donald Glover makes a cameo appearance as a low-level thug. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Named. A- Named Aaron Davis. Which is the uncle of Miles. Miles. Yep. Miles from the multiverse. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Miles Morales. Is that what we're yes. saying? Yes. I was hoping you would finish okay. my sentence earlier. I was gonna I was gonna make you say Miles Teller, but <laughs> uh, there's one I was special say more guy. That the more I looked at him in this movie reminds me of Jason in certain angles. Who? Who? Martin Starr. Oh yeah, the the coach. Yeah. Finally, Tim gave me a compliment on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> there's your hundredth. Uh, my hundredth episode. If you present. were to just like, if you were to get the same haircut, and then if you were to like, you know, color bleach the, color the beard. color the gray. Yeah. And uh, oh, just talk some, more like uh, matter of factly. I just uh, think you're a piece of shit. I don't know. <laughs> That's my Martin Maybe. Star. <laughs> he's always got that monotone, deadpan delivery, and it. He's kind of I've, like the. I've new, loved him since Freaks new, and Geeks. Uh, Stephen Wright. Yep, Freaks and Geeks. I've loved him in yeah everything. So I'm. And this I is not happy. the first time that we've talked about this guy on the podcast. Right. No, he's. Like, oh, he makes he pops up everywhere. He's great. You can tell he's Even one of Kaylee. us. He's a nerd. Kaylee's That's why a fan he's in of him. Movie. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Kaylee's a fan of him. So probably from uh, Freaks and Geeks. Hell yeah! Wrap up the uh, wrap up the cast. Uh, the other people of note that are in this movie, a lot, at least three of them, make very small appearances, but they're in there. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine is in it. Yep, uh, he's the guy that takes uh, the shocker glove from the original uh, one. Who do you did you recognize the original shocker guy? He looked familiar, uh, but I couldn't yeah, place him. He, hmm. So he was in I that. I wanted to say he was somebody else. Action movies, he, guy, right? He played in Prometheus. As yep. the captain that leads the people to the archaeologist guy, lead archaeologist guy, leads the people to the planet. Okay. He was also in the OC as the brother of Ben McKenzie or whatever his name is. He was in that Woo. Upgrade, the movie Upgrade, Fuck. where he's like a, like a cyborg guy or whatever, and it's like a comedy action film. 
No, not ringing a bell. You've you've lost oh, you've lost me on all of those. Upgrade. I've heard about yeah. it. I keep forgetting to watch it. It sounds like a great yep. time. He's the, are you talking about like the, a crank type of movie, movie? Are you talking about movie. the like the movie? Oh, I'm thinking of Upload. That's why I keep getting confused. <laughs> that's the <laughs> no, series, not the, right? Not the show. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of Upgrade. I'll have to take a look at the trailer. At yeah, some I've point. heard. I've heard great things. Yeah, Logan Marshall Green is his name. Hmm. Well, I didn't run into his credits anywhere, so it's have to open it up. All the poorer for him. Yep. Oh, he was in uh, Devil, about the elevator. Yeah, didn't watch that one either. Yeah, Upgrade was the movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's been in a bunch of shit. I've seen him in a bunch of shit, at least. Uh, making a very brief appearance is Tyne Daly. She was the head of... Uh, the government group that shuts down Michael Keaton's oh, operation yeah. at the beginning. She was Cagney and Lacey. Uh, it was like her big thing. Um, Hannibal Burris is uh, the gym <laughs> the teacher. Yeah. 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 He's pretty funny. I think Hannibal Burris is hilarious. Yep. And I recognize the principal, Kenneth, uh, Choi. Kenneth Choi. I recognize him from other stuff. I couldn't well, tell you what I'd seen so him in. So there's a running thing him. about him and the Marvel stuff. He was in uh, Captain America in the 1940s. He oh, yeah, was one of the one of the those Howling guys. Commandos. Yep. Oh. Okay. And so the the Ooh. running the running thing about him is that he's playing he an ancestors of himself, like his own lineage. <laughs> Which I don't know yeah, if that's racist, saying three. that they all look alike, or what. It is the way you say it. <laughs> I mean, it probably wasn't racist till you said it. Mm. Um, Accident. Yeah, that's really the, the cast. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's get down to numbers here. Big bucks. This motherfucker yeah, uh, did great. $175 million budget. <clears throat> so $175 million budget. Opening weekend made $118 million uh, domestically. Yeah. Almost got its entire thing. Almost. Pretty yep. close. Just on the weekend. Gro yeah. Uh, gross, it made $334 million. So it doubled its money. That's just domestically? Um, almost. That's uh, gross uh, domestic, yeah. yeah. Worldwide gross, it made eight hundred eighty yep. million. That's the number almost, I saw. Almost a billion. <laughs> that's what. That's yeah. that's the what it's ridiculous. Why Marvel was like, all right, Sony, uh, we need to we need to figure something out. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, we need to cooperate on this. Yeah. So, first and foremost, did you guys like it? Hell yeah. I love this movie. I saw it two, maybe three times in the theater. I, I just, I was so happy to get the Spider-Man I always wanted. Yeah. The, the performance, the story, everything. I got what I wanted. What's up? I remember watching this, and I think that I had left work early mm -hmm. to go see it uh, because that's how much I wanted to see it. And it wasn't and like, it, yeah. I'm just a sucker for Spider-Man stories, and I did was like a why again but there was yep. no trailer that, like, made me go. I just, I have to see it. <laughs> I have to, like, the new Batman, I wasn't, I didn't care yeah, to go see it out. I don't remember being but I'm going to by watch the it. trailer or anything. Like, I can't recall yeah. saying that the trailer is what really drove me in. It looked good. I remember it being like, oh, yeah, okay, I want to watch it, but. Oh, shit. Never mind. Civil War is why I was probably excited to see it, because his performance was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, but I, uh, this is his own thing now. Yeah. So, like, as a solo film, like, he come off as a character 
in Civil War as that sidekick or that side, you know, just an extra character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to throw in there. And it seemed appropriate. But now that we've seen him in Solo, how do you think it was for his Solo? I think he did phenomenal as a solo act. Like, I, you know, he had the same comedic sort of beats in there, mm-hmm. but, like, it was able to be its own movie and have its own its own sort of, I don't want to say message, but theme, I guess, you know, because this is very much about a kid learning to... It's a coming of age. Put away his... Yeah, yeah it's, it's a coming of age. It's, yeah. you know, learning to be an adult and, you know, make adult decisions and stuff like that, and it's... But being taken... Serious as an adult, like because Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Like, he's been giving him his, yeah, he's like, oh, well, here's some training wheels, as he Be- called it, yeah, because Peter Parker is so bad at being Spider Man in this movie, he he's just trying so hard and not, it, he doesn't have it figured out. The fucking 15 year old, he shouldn't have it figured out, but it's not, I even love being bad, he's so what, sorry, I just had a great time watching him not, uh, do be a good Spider Man, like. Not figuring, like, having it all so together. to see him come I, in and be all weird and Civil War, but, you know, badass, it, it made sense of that. I personally don't think it's that he's bad at being Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I think his problem is that he's so overzealous yeah. to be Spider-Man exactly. that he's making dumb mistakes and that end up blowing up in his face. I don't mean face. he's, like, he's just, he's not good at it yet. He hasn't had his 10,000 hours. Right, yeah. But he's yeah. so eager, yeah. he's so <laughs> eager to get out there and help, and he's just, like, in people's face. Uh, in their social bubbles, you know, not asking the right well, questions. And, and this not, is the quintessential. Donald's character describes that in his scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not good at this, are you? The, You've never this done this the before, first have time. you? <laughs> this is the quintessential <laughs> movie of like a teenager thinking that they're an adult. Yeah, yeah. You know, but with much higher uh, stakes than a right. regular movie yeah. like this Absolutely. would be. This, this is 15 going on 45. Yeah. Yeah. This is like being the president at 15 because you basically have your hands on a nuke the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah, the older you get, the more you look back and you go, you always your younger self was like, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. In hindsight, you had no clue. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, you really believed you did. It's the yeah. arrogance of So youth, that's like... where I like the, the the Robert Downey Jr. The Tony Stark and Peter Parker uh Conversation. I mean, so many characters are telling him to. Sorry. So many characters are telling him to like it, slow down, yeah. just do the little bits, mm-hmm. do the do the work, and like learn it. Like even his best friend at one point is like, "You're gonna be a high school dropout." Yeah. Like and it's just like trying to talk some <laughs> sense into him, and like obviously Peter doesn't want any fucking you know any any bit of that. Well, and, and his remark to that was, it, it may be true, but he was like, it was, it was like very arrogant and. and egotistical yeah. to say I'm above this high school thing like yeah mm-hmm. he, he knew that he was meant for better things and he could do better things that had nothing to do with this because he's thinking way too far yeah he just got really excited yep. the emotions were running high and all the roller coasting are just they were turned up to 11 he too young to fucking he didn't you really know how to deal with it you just have the you have the you know the old adage you got to learn to walk before you yeah. run yeah you know, and that's that's the the thrust of this movie is he wants to skip walking and go right into full. No matter fun. how many times you tell a child, no matter how smart you are, the fucking kid's always going to be like, "No, they got to figure it out yeah, themselves." Yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep. And that's what he did here. <laughs> now, I don't really want to compare necessarily, 
this movie to the other Spider-Mans, but I do right. want your opinions on Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man and his duality? how he adapted into that. The Peter Parker, because I, I mentioned this before about duality. Yep. You have the two duality of the characters. So in this case, you have Peter Parker and then you have Spider-Man. Now, the Tobey Maguire and then Andrew Garfield, and then I want to talk about this. So how did you feel about the Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker and the Spider-Man, the duality of the characters? Great Spider-Man, bad Peter Parker. Okay. Or I personally Moby feel like he was a better Peter Parker yeah. and not a very good Spider-Man. Yeah. I'd go I think I lean more towards Tim. I think he's quirky enough. Toby Maguire is quirky enough to be Peter Parker. Not just, quippy enough to be Spider-Man. Yeah, that's exactly mm. that's exactly what I feel. Because Spider-Man's really like smart ass. Yeah. He's got all these quips, he's these little one-liners. Toby didn't have that's that. That's what I like though. Uh, and wasn't able to execute him as well, I should say. Now let me emphasize again, I'm not trying to bag on it. I mean, for at yeah. the time that they had it and all that, you know, it worked. But I just the comparisons of those characters and the duality. Now Andrew Garfield. Well, yeah, this is the same shit as like comparing you know Bruce Wayne's and Batman's yes. over yeah. the years. Yep, it's so, the same shit. They're just different. Last well, part of the so you have the Andrew with uh, comic book characters. The Andrew Garfield. I didn't watch the first Andrew Garfield one. I saw the second one. Didn't watch the first oh, one. Netflix, so I'm probably. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm probably a a bad no scale for this. He gives one. the same I performance in both movies. Yeah, they're they're not. He's much a, a different crybaby mopey Peter Parker in a excellent shit talking Spider Man. Okay, I have to agree. I think that Andrew Garfield nailed the emotional marks of a character mm-hmm. on both sides. He has he has a, uh, he was just a little bit more in tune with his emotions on yeah. On that Spider-Man yeah. level, because he did—he did a really good cry. Oh, he did a really yeah. good cry performance. It was yeah, one of the, the most, sec- yeah, the most emotional the parts. Being... Is that that Gwen, when Gwen Stacy, oh yeah, falls or whatever. I was yeah. like, oh my god. And I, I wasn't oh. a big fan of the first one, so I never watched the Amazing Spider-Man two until No Way Home, because his performance was so good. I fucking went home and purchased uh, and watched the second one. Yeah, I, yeah. The whole I, the whole I, ending I, uh, of out. Spider-Man Two was uh, I really enjoyed that. that. Shit was like, especially powerful. when you got the, the yeah. kid like standing there in front of Rhino yeah. and he powerful. Yeah. Oh my god. Paul Giamatti though. Oh, that Rhino was terrible. <laughs> that was a terrible Rhino. And Paul Paul Giamatti apparently was like he 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 was like I want to be that. Like he fought for that role. And I don't think anybody else was fighting him for it. Yeah. But it I, was just I wonder if anyone told Paul Giamatti that's how the role was going to be. Uh, anyway, <laughs> until he was contracted, he was like, "Fuck." So, Aram, Andrew Garfield, yeah. you're Andrew Garfield. But yeah, I would. Was he a better? I would Peter probably Parker say I liked him as a, as a better Spider Man. I probably liked him more as Spider Man than I did. Because I mean, yeah, he was a great smart. I enjoyed him as I enjoyed him as both. He just wasn't quirky. The same way Toby Maguire was. <laughs> like, he didn't have the nerdiness that was required to be Peter Parker, but I enjoyed the way he played See, his character I thought in that he movie. Was just a, a a sad nerd, like uh, uncomfortable around women. It was just I don't know. See, and I had an issue with him as Peter Parker. Peter Parker was supposed to be this quirky, nerdy, shy, timid yeah. kind of person, right? Uh, 
at least two point uh, awkward. He was supposed to be very nervous yeah. and awkward. Yeah, socially especially. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Andrew Garfield was edgy. He yeah. was way too edgy and rigid. Yeah, like standing was, up was, to a bullies and you know protecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he that's was not playing, the that's it, not the Peter Parker way. You're no. right. Which is what I mean. I liked the way he played the character, but I don't think he was a good Peter Parker. No. But he did all he right. He wasn't nerdy or, qu or like quirky enough. And he but did yeah. all right as Spider-Man. I personally didn't yeah. care for Andrew Garfield. That is it. I don't think he did a terrible job. I just didn't care for the movies themselves. Oh, I, yeah. The, and it wasn't just sure. him. It was just the movies. I do not but yeah, blame him. I think that he was a better Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. So I think Andrew sure. I think Andrew Garfield was a better Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire was a better Peter Parker. Yeah. Now... Tom Holland. I so I so here. This is my take on it. I think Tom Holland is probably the best one so far because I think that both sides blend yep. so well because you get the nerdiness even when he's dressed as Spider-Man. You yep. get all that quirkiness of him, but you still get the one-liners. So like yep. I think he's blended the characters so well together that I think he's probably made the best showing. He is a perfect version of a nerdy teenager playing a hero. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I absolutely... Yep. There was no separation. You believe that this is one person. Yep. And that's why I mean, he had a hard the, time, like, hiding When he takes the training the, the program off. Um, when he has the Karen, I think he starts yeah. calling his program. Yeah, Karen. Yeah, and uh, they, the interrogation thing. Which is like, Jennifer Conway, by the way. It's no really. shit. Good to see that she's good to see that she's getting work again. Whoa, she's um, she's been she's working. very active. Jennifer yeah. Connelly? She's in the yeah, new Maverick movie. Active. She's got a show on HBO. Maverick. Snow piercing. Oh. Oh, uh, Top oh, Gun. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. Snow Piercing. Like Maverick. I was like, I people won't shut Jackson up one? about it. So at this point, I'm calling it Maverick, and I haven't even fucking seen it. It's <laughs> Top Gun Miles too. Miles Teller is ra his rape stash. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. But she's yeah she's it looks better without work. a shirt. Uh, and let's be yeah. real. I just haven't seen her like really like prevalent lately. So yeah. I, mean, I guess I just assumed she, that that fucking the Hulk was the last thing I saw her in. She doesn't do our type of movies. She she's letting her husband do all the work right now. <laughs> um, but no, like I think the the perfect scene where you get that understanding that he's blending both sides is uh when he's interrogating Donald Glover. Yeah. And he takes the interrogation voice off. And I he's know. Like, you know what? <laughs> I've talked to you. Be, like, I was there. I, I, I heard what you said. I, I know what a girl sounds like. He's like, I'm a, I'm a boy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, no, a wait, I'm a man. I'm a, not a girl. I'm a boy. No, I'm a man. Yeah. And yeah. then that, that sad, like, like drop and it's like, turn off just interrogation oh. mode. Like, it, like, turns off while he, like, drops in sadness, his tone yeah. of voice. The disappointment. It, had, just it was a laugh out loud moment. It was fucking funny as hell. And then, he had, yeah, I think that's a perfect showing of like him melding the two sides of himself yes. together and that that character. Yes. Well, and he he had an amazing the little things. There was the amount of detail that he applied into the character for mm -hmm. those small little quirky things that made the world a difference. For mm -hmm. example, one of the things that I was so impressed with is when he's sneaking in the house, and he. Uh, He's like on the ceiling, right? And so he like lowers his window and then he sneaks in and he uses his foot to yeah. shut the window. I was like, it's just so mm. smooth and such a small yeah. little detail. I would not have thought about, you know, like, right. And he just keeps moving and he just like shuts <coughs> the window and he just holds on. And he lowers himself down, turns around and there's Ned. 
<laughs> he's just like, oh. or when he goes into the ATM, like when it's being robbed, and like he comes in, and he tries yeah, to like find like the his, right stance to like pose. say hello to the bad guys. He's trying to find hey, the right yeah. stance. Like, what are you doing? See, that's he's just he yeah. doesn't have his ten thousand hours yet, so he's just trying yeah. new things. Like season one yeah. on this fucking podcast, it's just fucking <laughs> just trying to figure but it you, out. But, t- but you still get that uh, yeah. Peter Parker feel with the 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 yeah, you know, because like. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, absolutely. Tom Holland. So yeah, nailed it. perfect Spider. He's nailing it. Perfect yeah. Spider Man. Now, let's talk about the most important thing about this film. Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton? <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> Knew that was coming. How did you Reprising like the villain? Birdman role. <laughs> so we we um, actually get uh, at least three, three villains. From what I saw. Yep three yeah. three main villains that we we that we see. That we we are introduced, whether or not you know that one of them is yeah. isn't the point. You have the main villain, who is Michael Keaton's character, who is Vulture. Vulture. Now they changed Adrian it drastically from the name. comics, and I oh, think God, it worked yes. perfect, though. I think it still worked great. And then you have—I never would have thought to make the Vulture a dad gone bad, right? right? Yeah, because in the comics, he's this billionaire tech guy who just kind of loses. Yeah, he's his a mind. scientist. Yeah, yeah, he like goes cr- yeah. a little bit crazy. Oh, um, I think he's trying to stop the aging process. I'm glad they changed it. Enough science. Because he's like an old bald yeah, guy. Yeah, he's old. Like he's supposed to be like in his like 80s or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's like he's trying to stop the aging process because he's like yeah, because he's an old bald guy in the comics. Yeah, because he's uh, he gives himself like like a, uh, Oswald did, where he like gives himself some some kind of chemical to to give him the utility like that mm. you know makes him <laughs> young and yeah. fit and everything. But um, yeah. Then you get Shocker, and you have two versions yep. of a Shocker, and I actually like how they did it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, too. Yeah. I didn't expect to see the Shocker, but it worked. No. They yeah. even had the color scheme, you know, like the original guy was wearing the yeah. tunic or whatever with the yellow sleeves and then the red vest. And That's right, yeah, yep. yeah. I thought it worked out great. Do you remember, now, who's the third one? Scorpion. Scorpion, yeah. yeah. So You don't get that till the little cut scene at the end. Well, unless you know anything about the comics, then you see his little tattoo, Mm -hmm. and that was that implement that he was Scorpion. And yeah, it wasn't until... Wait, was he on the boat too? That was during the boat, yep. Okay, yeah, I forget he was on the boat. I remember him from the the little cutscene when they're in prison, but yeah. But the cutscene is where you really identify, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. introduced... Because he like says like, oh, I got some other friends that like want Adam too, and he's like, you might know who he is. Yeah, yeah. And that was supposed to be, when it came out, that was supposed to be the reveal to uh, Sinister Six. Yeah. Sinister Six. Yep. And then that got put. Which are they still doing that movie? Oh, they're, ah, they're okay. trying. They're, they're teasing. They're bringing it back with the Morbius. Morbius. Morbius uh, cutscenes. Okay. Well, yeah. I haven't watched Oh, yeah, because I know Vulture's YouTube, in Morbius. So. Like, he's... Yeah. Yeah, he makes a, an, a, an appearance in Morbius. I know that. Mm-hmm. So... So yeah, they. I think that's where they're <coughs> heading. But anyways, the one thing about these villains is these are all Spider-Man villains. Yeah. So Spider-Man's known. He's prolific on the fact that he has a multitude of villains. He's got what's known as a rogues gallery. Yeah. Oh my goodness, just so many. Right. So many villains. That's and why then his video games of, were the fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, but that's where you get like a lot of intertwining, especially with Daredevil, because they share the same kind of you know Hell's Kitchen. They're both in New York. Yeah, yeah. it's like neighbors and stuff. Just 
whatever. Overlap. Um, but how did you like Michael Keaton's performance? I thought he was great. Um, did you um, think he was great because I thought he was Michael great. Keaton? I thought his performance was great. I'm not sure I liked the sudden, like, in. it may just been, because, I mean, I know they need to do it for the movie, but, like, the way they made him a villain just seemed way too quick. Yeah. Like, he's running a, a salvage crew, and then he gets shut down, and he's like, you know what? Keep the stuff we already have, and we'll just start selling it on the black it, market. And then it's all of a sudden it's like, we're making it weapons. It was good and dry, very simple, but I liked that they made it, like, uh, part of, the, like, uh, cleanup crew for superhero disaster shit. Yeah, uh, I, Yeah, or, I thought the... the, 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 the idea behind it, because he was a, he was a salvage... They were salvaging. Yes, group. yeah. Um, and they were salvaging uh, Chitauri stuff, and then eventually they'd start mm -hmm. salvaging Ultron stuff. But yeah, they didn't um, really flesh out his character enough to justify his... Like, why would he go out of his way to make these sincere kill your family threats like if you fuck with me or or mine i will kill you like i don't so, know it, it, he I, seemed I, greedy i thought it was pretty appropriate More i don't think you needed to be fleshed out because they kind of showed it right there the fact that the government's stepping in and just throwing yeah. him to the curb and that, he had all this money invested he yeah. did all this stuff so to i guess make this happen because <laughs> he already had a contract he was already set this job was legit yeah he didn't do anything yeah. that he wouldn't have done no, any so, other job he kind of fought back in spite by doing yeah, this criminal it shit. was more yeah it was out of spite it was yeah. more of like are you fucking kidding me this is coming out of nowhere yeah. the government's stepping in and you find out right. that it's tony stark so, yeah. who's influenced mm -hmm. and that was his whole yeah. conversation to peter parker at the end of the film was kind of that feeling he had right there in the beginning i just i i personally thought it was a little a little quick I would have. They didn't a give a timeline the day of how long it was from that point. Well, it was eight years. Oh, it was eight, eight years. years. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It just like, but like he just like. Who knows? He like he that night is like oh, that night they're like oh, like we'll just keep that. We'll start selling it like that night, and then all of a sudden eight years later he's got this like empire of like you know. Uh, you know, uh, alien hardware. Right. Empire. I think that's exactly. a long like, time. I think it should have been three years and he should have been The years going part up. didn't bug me. It was yeah. just like the fact that he, that night, after they got shut down, he was like, oh no, we'll start selling shit on the The black world's market. changing, so do we. Uh, but, and that just seemed, that seemed kind of and that, But that, that explains his character, though. Like, like yeah. the mentality of, hey, I, he doesn't fuck around. You know, it's like that, it's that New York almost kind of mentality of, hey, I got shit to do. You know, it's all about money. Wait, no, not wasting any time mm -hmm. kind of thing. But, yeah, I was thinking he was just kind of a greedy asshole because, like Aaron said, eight years later, he's got a fucking empire. He's well off. There's no reason for him to go around threatening people's lives and shit, like, to keep this business well, like going. He, he doesn't need more money, it seems. But he murders the first shock. Yeah, I know. In such a, like a subdued fashion. But then he's just like, I thought this was the anti-gravity yeah, guy. Yeah. And then they're like, no, that's the other way. He's like, oh, and, okay. And then he just like and moves that's on. I, I was like, whoa, and okay, And that's my wait only gripe about his character and why I kind of agree. Like, they moved too quick for me to really believe, I don't know, that guy would do that shit or why he's doing it. Is it greed so, or Tim's... Convince me it's out of spite and a grudge against, you know, Tony so Stark what it is, what it is, and this is something I, because I, I try to do this myself, is it's not having. Uh, How many people have you accidentally killed, Tim? 
Whoa. I can't say that on, on the air, but... No. <laughs> um, it's the idea of he's taking an action, he's going to do it. There's no regret. So he thinks out, hey, okay. I'll give you that. I'm going to do this. I can't regret. I move on from it. And it's, a, it's like a coping mechanism. But I think he's so calculated of, hey, these actions, once he's in, he's in. You know, it's like a mobster kind of thing. Once you're in, right. you're in. I can actually, I can get behind And that. that's what I think it is, is he looks at it as, I'm doing this. I'm doing it for my family. It has a, it, there's a justified reason, you know, yeah. but I'm a bad guy. And he says that. I'm a bad guy. I'm the worst of them because mm-hmm. I have no remorse because I'll do what's necessary and I won't think twice about it. I think that's where yeah. they get to believe that he is a bad guy. He's a criminal. He's right. almost a psychopath. He's killed without remorse, no guilt. He didn't, it was expendable. And that must make some uh, f- like fear. Like that's what makes him afraid or uh, uh, people be uh, mm. afraid of him. Yeah. You have the kingpin who is the same way. He will do what's necessary, not think twice about it. You know, that's what the villain. Yeah, that's more believable because that guy's crazy. And I think that's what they were implying because I saw that when I was watching him. I believe that this guy would do anything for his wife and his daughter, no matter what. And if it takes him down with him, so be it. He accepts his fate mm. because he accepts the yeah, action. Yeah, but he already and the did it. After. He already did all that, prevailed, and established a fucking great fortune and future for his family. He didn't need to push it this far after eight years, and. I'm glad he did because it was way more entertaining. But, but we don't understand the... It. If you want to analyze that, we haven't seen the development. It probably didn't progress that far so quickly. Ah, I mean, eight years maybe, is a long time. Maybe he just entered the best of times and he's afraid yep. of losing it. And he did say, all right, all right. one last job and I'll be home. Mm-hmm. So he's reaching that point of maybe multi-millions where he can just Maybe go, it was okay, just weird for me to hear... Wash my hands. Here, Michael but Keaton it's probably taking like, that long. I'm Plus, he's got to pay for all the stuff. Uh, that guy who's building all of his equipment, they still got to pay for certain things. I mean, there's probably a very large amount of expenses. It's a fucking uh, criminal business. <laughs> I don't know. Right? <clears throat> That's what I thought was interesting about like those uh, heist movies. You know, Oh, we're going to spend $1.2 million to make all this stuff to put towards the effort to steal $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> of di- They're in diamond form, though, so it's <laughs> bling, bling, baby. So, All right, but yeah, nevertheless, Michael Keaton did it great. Yeah, I loved Michael Keaton's character. I just, His like I say, I just, I thought the writing just moved a little quick for me. Yep. Yeah, I felt that here and so, there. That was my only yeah, issue. I felt that in small spots. How did you feel about the... Teenage love connection. Um, Since that seems to be a common thing that we talk about is love connections in these Marvel films. When I read that Kevin Foggy is uh, quoted in some article stating that he was inspired by John Hughes when he made this movie. He wanted it to have that type of fucking... uh, I get that. I know that. I I I see that. I didn't... I I felt something familiar with all that. So when I read it, I was like, that makes... Perfect sense. Well done. Once again, yeah. Well done. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, have to I agree. Don't know. I think that really works. Like sh- shades are pretty in pink. I think. Yeah, some I can see that. Probably some. Probably some. Some of a. Uh, some kind of wonderful too. Mm-hmm. Mixture of the two. 
Okay. Now that I know that, I can't. Um, I, I can't unthink that. Like I totally see it. Yeah, I was just saying. I'm definitely it making works. the connections now. I I um, personally, I had a hard time with the love. I don't know, love connection, love story, whatever. Uh, I but I also liked it at the same time. And now thinking of John Hughes, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to be comfortable with it. Yeah, and neither were they. Right, uncomfortable. Yeah, and neither were they. And that's what I'm like. Okay, it makes sense now. You're supposed to feel like the third wheel or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're. Yeah, it was very it's, mm-hmm. it's young love. <laughs> but I, I was, I was very never invested. Like even the first time I saw it, I, was, I knew this shit wasn't the the real deal. It's yeah, always it MJ. Well, yeah. It's always MJ. Yeah. And before, yeah. yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, obviously we understand that now. I mean, anybody who knows anything about Spider-Man knows that that's not his real love interest. And I was like, hell yeah, Peter. Whatever. Get your But I like how they did that. Shit I like that the they showed yeah. that he had a crush that wasn't MJ. Yeah. So you know, he could all get we a- knew was MJ in the comics, so. Hell yeah, he had to act a fool before he could. Uh, yeah. Between MJ, correct. Was it Gwen Stacy? Yeah. And MJ and then the cat, cat lady, Black Cat. Mm. Felicia Hardy. Felicia? Is that That's her name. That? Is Felicia Hardy. Yeah. <clears throat> so those are his three like love interests. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of nice to see that he liked somebody else before. <laughs> he mm-hmm. wasn't just creepily obsessed staring out the window that's like five feet away. <laughs> uh, he did that in the cafeteria. <clears throat> no, they were like, 20 feet away, <laughs> and MJ was over there making fun of him. Yeah, I know. Yep. She was, uh, it was good. I really <laughs> like yeah, Zendaya's like... performance. Oh, sorry. What, you like no, what? I was just going to say, I did like that cafeteria part. Oh, we should stop yeah. doing this before it becomes creepy. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, Zendaya, you liked her performance? I love her as, as an actor for all... I don't know. She's so... Fu- oh, you old school. Um, <laughs> old school. Yeah, she's just so fucking. It's, you can't say actress no more. You gotta say actor. Just okay, kidding. Refuse. Fucking stubbornly <laughs> refuse to do that. See, old man, uh-huh. new tricks. Uh, Maybe that's the trick you picked page. up. <coughs> yeah, because I'm a good listener. <laughs> sure. All right, but anyways, <laughs> that lady, she's great in everything. She is a skilled motherfucker, and I believe everything she I've ever seen her do. Uh, so yeah, she was funny as fuck in this movie and subtle, and I like how they introduced her character. Yeah, subtly. Yeah, throughout the movie, I liked her too. I liked her quirky weirdness. Her, her definitely yeah. her outlier sort of attitude. Like, oh, they're going to get in some light <laughs> protesting before. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she, uh, when uh, Peter Parker quit some classes or extra things he was in, and. No, she, he quit the debate club or whatever yeah, the, the fuck. Decathlon, yeah. the academic decathlon. <laughs> and then she just chimes in like, yeah, and he also quit these two other fucking classes. I'm not obsessed. I'm just very observant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That shit's funny. Oh, I was like, why are you in detention? You don't even belong. Oh, yeah. I just like to come here and drop people oh, just, in crisis. <laughs> yeah. See, oh, this yeah. is you. I, I did <laughs> like... In that character. Yeah, I did like the, the Washington Monument people, part, too. <laughs> oh, you want to go up? Yeah. No, I don't like... To, I don't want to, you know... Celebrate something yeah, that's celebrate. built by slaves. I think it was built by slaves, and he looked back. He was like, okay. <laughs> yep. But then, like, a guard or something like that confirm it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, eh. yeah. Uh, yeah. Funny. But yeah. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah, she was I good. How do you feel about role? Ned, the best friend? Ooh, 
he is funny. Like he's a great character. The chair guy. <laughs> guy in the chair. <laughs> Where he's got to have a chair guy. Yeah. I he's I don't know. I like the way he was funny and how he involved himself. I, <laughs> yes. I can't tell you how many times he's kept like saying guy too. in the chair and I kept thinking of Professor X for no reason. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I thought that too. It's like, oh, I could be your, the guy in the chair. I was like, Professor X, you're not you're, a psychic. Like, <laughs> Professor X? Yeah. I thought the same thing, so don't worry. But yeah, I agree. I think Ned, I love that Ned implements himself in Peter's life. Yeah, yeah. He just straight up. To his party. Here it is. Oh, Peter yeah. knows Spider-Man. What are you doing? And it yeah. worked out. And it worked out in the end. Like I don't know. Oh, yeah. Most people can wear hats, and most people can't. You're pulling it off. Yeah, you're definitely wearing that hat. This hat's not giving me confidence. <laughs> this is a terrible mistake. This hat is not cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's funny. Quirky. This movie is all about awkwardness, and they pull it off yep. so well. Yeah. And I think the reason why is because uh, the director John Watts. John. John Watts. Uh, he was born in 1981, so he's he's basically a kid. Well, not anymore, but you I know say, I mean? was born in 84, so I don't, don't, what are you talking about? <laughs> My point is, like, he's young enough where he has that. He called us young. <laughs> I still feel young. He's around <laughs> our as age. as you feel. I guess. must be 137. Sorry. I, sorry to interrupt your point, Tim. Did you forget it? No, my point is that he's around our age, so, like, I get the references yeah. from, like, because it had a very 90s feel. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and it, it makes sense. Like, it didn't feel like a today's, like a 2000s high school film. This had a lot of essence of an earlier generation, and knowing now that John Hughes was a huge part of that influence right. totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, I, like I said, it, it perfectly makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's somebody who watched John Hughes, but yet it's a, you know, somebody who grew up in the 90s <coughs> watching that 90s high school shit. Even the animation at the end, yeah. <laughs> During the credits, totally 90s. Yeah. Oh, for it's sure. It's a total 90s thing. It's something you see in like Biodome or some shit like that. And the music choices in this film were perfect for the, to, to bring you into the vibe of the scene or sequence. Like, yeah. the beginning song was uh, uh, crooks or, you know, bad guy stuff. So it was like, da 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 da. That was like shit and blow. And when, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's the shut up. Super so, deep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the music did fit. Yeah, yeah I it have to say, I mean, it fit. Yeah. Even the last song in the credits, all, that Blitzker Bop. Blitzkrieg Bop. Or Bop. Yeah, yeah Ramones. Is that yeah, the Ramones? Yeah, it was in like, there. yeah, and that's the first time. That song also plays the first time you see him play around as Spider Man and yeah. just getting everybody's social bubble <laughs> and uh, prevent a. <laughs> Uh, a guy from breaking into his own car because he locked his keys in there. I do like the, the Dominican lady that buys him a churro. Why would I tell him about yeah, the churro? Yeah. Why would I tell him? Yeah. 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 His, uh, no, it was, but it was what was really cool also, about that. Also, we find out that he's... What? what was really cool about those little reports that he's giving Happy is that you find out that Tony's yeah. reading all of them because he references the yeah. lady that buys Happy him a churro. Hasn't. <laughs> yeah, Happy and, hasn't. He's just like... Happy finds it annoying. I don't know, but... but yeah. And, yeah. it, and it sells that uh, duality perfection. We were talking about how it's just the same uh, with or it's without just, the mask. It's the mentor thing. Yeah. It's yeah. that uh, Tony Stark, you know, is taking his mentorship, even though it's not a role he he, he put it on himself, but it's not mm-hmm. a role that he's like equipped blatantly. for. Well, that, that's true too, uh, at least emotionally. Right. It's, yeah. it's like they're growing together kind of thing. He's mm-hmm. learning how to be a father without actually trying to be a father. Right. This is the equivalent of getting makes a, a puppy. Comic. God, I sound like my dad now. 
<laughs> yeah, he was kind of proud so, of himself for a little bit yeah. when he said that. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something about um, something. What do we think about the ending? Like the uh, uh, very, very ending? Or I'm like talking the about like the, the fight scene and the ensuing With stuff the afterwards. Like I'll talk about just the fight scene because the plane stuff was cool. But like... yeah. There's, I mean, there's the building falling on him is important because he makes that that crucial kind of like, he crosses that threshold into like being mature about it, I guess, in a life and death situation. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. his uh, man up, yeah, uh, yeah, Peter moment was yeah. when you when you get knocked down, it was good. he starts to understand that it's not about like you know if you don't have this. He remembers Tony saying if you if you're nothing without the suit, you shouldn't have the suit. Right, like, and he, which is a very prevalent line, knowing what happened to Tony. Yeah, previously. Oh yeah, yeah. He, so that was him learning from his mistakes, and now he's just trying exactly. to pass it on. And that's when you get the. You but know, like you said, and it's great. You, know, you talk to any teenager; they're not going to listen. It. They're just going to have to figure it out for themselves. Yeah, this is him figuring out. You have to take away what they love the most in order to get them to fucking pay attention. <laughs> yep. And in this case, it was the suit. He felt like that was yeah. his identity, but it's not. Yeah. It's who he is. So yeah, right. it's not the suit that defines the a, hero. It's the hero that defines the hero. Or defines the suit, I yeah, guess. Yeah, should so, be the right way to say it. So, so yeah, when he stepped up and <coughs> put on his sweatpants again and went back yeah. at it, it was fucking awesome. The emotional shit in this movie was set up and landed so fucking well. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what really makes out. it? I think that what helps with that is that it's Tom Holland, who I mean, he's a really excellent actor, but he's also a kid still. Yeah, yeah. What's he like? Twenty two. You know I mean, like. Oh, dude, yeah. Well, now he's like 26 or something. Yeah, but he's like, like yeah. 22 in this movie or something. So at the time like he was did so this, believable yeah, as a 15 year old fan, yeah. fanboying out around Tony Stark and it's shit. He's, he's tiny. Yeah. Yeah. He's tiny. He's just a little guy. <laughs> Although he's in better shape than I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah, he can do them backflips just for real. With ease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like standing on the street, just do a backup or a backflip. Just do a backup. Yeah, but he can <laughs> probably back, back, back it up. Civil War. Up the Back, back, uh, back and forth. His emotional point, though, when he was buried and he was like panicking, yeah. totally believable. Oh, exactly. Assuming the way he was panicking, like not, it felt like he was really panicking. Yeah, not a like, piece of cheese in that scene. I loved it. No, not that. but I believed a hundred percent that he yep. was. That like, was like he was actually. That was probably out. the most mm-hmm. well acted section of the movie. Yeah, I have to agree. I think it was. I agree. How did you like the <laughs> reveal? Well, of the of him uh, or Vulture being uh, what's her oh, face's dad? The, yeah, him answering the door. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Liz. Well, I guess there's two reveals I want to touch base. That because that okay. leads into the next one. How did you? What did you think about that when he opened up the door? I thought it was actually very well done. Um, I thought that was actually like a nice it. twist. That that was how we found out who the Vulture was. It wasn't like a oh snap moment, but it was like a nice. Well I done, think it movie. was more of like. Oh, <laughs> that's how I felt when I first saw it in theaters. I'm like, oh, it wasn't like an oh snap. It was more of like, oh, yeah, it was <laughs> that's like, a big Ooh. kick in the gut. That's you know the right I mean? like, oh, this shit. This is terrible. This is terrible. Yeah, I've that's go. how I felt. Like, go. oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> just the, yep, you can yep, and you can see in his important. eyes the freak out like that. He completely yeah, changes. Yeah, but yeah. Like, it's well, just in his that, eyes. Yeah, he's trying very little minimal things and. Short and answers. Him trying to hide his, it. As oh, well. is that a croissant? Yeah. And he just like jams it into her stomach because <laughs> he won't take his eyes <laughs> off of her father. He, he's also playing the dad role, and it worked with the answers. Oh, oh I'm yeah. sorry, I don't drink. Yeah. I'm too young or whatever. It's a good answer. 
Yeah, that it's was like, that oh, was wow, funny. oh, wow, you're beautiful. It's like, oh, yeah, you look great. <laughs> Another good answer. Yep. <laughs> uh, but it was also the music that really helped because there's a silence. Yeah. The lack of, I think, really does everything. It, you feel the tension. There's nothing that's forcing the tension. Yeah. You just it's just those. It. And like, oh, and yeah. I mean, at that point, I don't think. And Vul- those performances. And, and Well, I was going to say, at that point, I don't think Vulture or Keaton knows that he's Spider-Man. He's just greeting him. He's just looking at him as a kid coming to take his daughter out. He doesn't kid. figure it out until yep. he's in the, in the car. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, that was the reveal I first wanted but, to talk about. Then you mentioned the reveal that he was a dad, so that led into yeah. it. So the reveal that Keaton finds out or Vulture finds out that he's Spider-Man, he's calculating it. He figures out in the car, which is probably like a 10-minute drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he figures out all that information. Yeah. Like in that car ride. How did you feel about that where he just all of a sudden he reveals the, the That reveal. is probably Keaton at his most nefarious in the whole movie. Um, I think he's probably the scariest he is in that whole, in in that section, yeah. which is the best time to be the scariest because when you're 15 year old meeting the dad of a girl you're you're into, that's some scary fucking shit on its own. Yo. So, <laughs> so to add, that's add on top of that with up. all this, yeah, it was good. That's what I wanted to bring up because it was that there's so much, yeah, yeah, like so much. If you were to put yourself in Peter Parker's yeah. position as a 15 year old kid. Also a superhero, having an identity thing, uh, and meeting the dad, being all nervous, all the... The adventures in the back of your mind (laughs) all day and night, you can't sleep. Yeah. That is probably the most terrifying scene, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It was in that car. You can't take your eyes off that that scene as soon as it starts. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just fucking captivating and... I don't know, perfect. For sure. (laughs) It just nailed it. Yeah. They fucking got it. Well done, John Watson, writers... I don't care if it took 24 of you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they hit it. They hit it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he just leans over without even saying anything, like, oh, you're Spider-Man, just leans over with a gun in his hands, like, does yeah. she know? Yeah. Know what? <laughs> it's like, good, I'd like to keep I it I like the way, way he just goes, in, I want you to go in there, show my daughter a good time, but not too much of a good time. <laughs> yeah. Still playing dad. Yeah. Well, and he, why he's still being a bad he, like, guy? He gives him like he doesn't do anything because he's like you saved her once, so I'm gonna let you slide or something like that. Right. Yeah, you saved her life, so I just saved your life. Now, what do you say? Yeah, that's, I couldn't remember the line. <laughs> and when Peter said shows, thank you, I was just like, that's that's funny. It, it shows that <laughs> he's welcome. dad first yeah. and bad yeah. guy second. He knows where his li- he knows where his lines are. Yeah, I just oh man, Michael Keaton. It was a it was a phenomenal, well written role. Yeah. Yeah. I could not imagine anybody doing it better than Keaton. Oh, for sure. I've seen Keaton play a bad guy in RoboCop. Terrible bad guy. He was probably the only good thing about it. But it was like a terrible bad guy. Not that he did bad. It was just poorly it was written. The, yeah, it was just the way it was written. But this, fucking great. Just, you're still all over the place with him, but you know where he stands. So. You guys have anything else you want to say about this? Um, what's the connectivity in the Marvel Universe with this movie? Just it's an introduction movie. Oh no, we had an introduction in Civil War. No, we War. got an introduction. This so this is after Civil War. Yeah. So uh so, like an origin yeah. setup. It's not the whole it's story. Basically, I'll tell you that. This is <laughs> you you do find out that he's uh been bitten by a spider. Yeah. Once again, they didn't they didn't yep. beat the bo- the dead horse. Right. They didn't just sit there and beat the dead horse. They yep. kind of did a quick blip, they touched base on it and they With, moved yeah, on. His friends Perfect. like, could I be bitten by a spider? Would it hurt? 
Yeah. He's like, it's dead. Right. <laughs> dead. <laughs> Spider's dead, Ned. Uh, <coughs> but you find out it's been six months, right? Since. Since he was like bit. Yeah, because he's oh, still coming into his own as a as a quote unquote hero. Yeah. Like he's still like even yeah. in Civil War, like they, I think they mentioned that or whatever. Um, that like that's he has been only going around for a little bit, so he's still figuring shit out. And that's yeah. and that's the the come another coming of age version to this. Like it's mm-hmm. Spider Man becoming what we know Spider Man to be. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's the point of this. Yeah, it was hard to think of the word man when you were, it was Spider Boy all movie long. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, a ch- yeah. A boy it's attempting a to way. be a man. So I'm just a um, muppet of a man. Uh, I really love. Yeah, there was what. No, nope. I really did enjoy nope. the 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 trip out to the the Avengers compound where like Tony's like I'm gonna make you an Avenger. There's 50 reporters yeah. on the other side. When you're when you got the suit on, we'll go take take this over and like and he didn't he turns him down, and the way mm-hmm. Tony yeah. plays it off is like oh no problem, and like Peter's yeah. like that was a test yeah. right? He's like yep you passed. Well <laughs> yep, even like passed. he's like. I did a very mature thing right there. Yeah, he surprised right. the hell out of both of us. <laughs> yeah, it's like the quick answer on the second. He's like, one more chance. I'm going to ask you, do you want it? Nope. He just says no right nope. away. Okay, like, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> and- yeah that, that fast-paced cut, get to the point. Like, I can see why their they're, they're father-son dynamic yeah. is, between the characters, just kind of naturally happen. They're like one and the same or whatever. They're yeah. geniuses and they got, you know... Tony Stark does a really good job at playing this surrogate father there who is. has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he's the cl- it's the classic trope of like I'm a surrogate dad, but I've never been a dad before, so I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm gonna make mistakes. He's still a kid playing yeah, a dad. It's it's that classic. It's another '80s trope, like you, or '80s and '90s yes. trope. Like you had plenty of those movies where like someone immature has to all of a sudden become mature to handle all these kids, like. Yep. Yeah, it's it's really it's yeah, another trope that that's, that's working well. itself in. Hell yeah! And then uh, yeah, it sets up emotional stuff for future movies. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's the yeah, connectivity. and we we uh, we get to see more of them too. Yeah, yeah, so. much more of them actually. Oh, did you guys have a it favorite gets scene? So good. I uh, I really enjoyed the whole getting to know Karen, his suit, like how the movie just when he's stuck in the vault itself on, yeah, how that happened and like Karen, how long has it been? It's been thirty-seven minutes. What? She cracks me up every time. When he's just like testing the different <laughs> kinds of webs. I can't stand this anymore. Yeah, yeah, bouncing the ball, just getting to know the suit, talking out his emotions about high school and all this shit. He does the same thing that so, Peter does or that Tony does. Like he talks to the computer. To work out whatever yeah. kinks he's do, because that's the way Tony treats Jarvis. Mm-hmm. It's true, he does. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was Tony who built up. Well, yeah, but I mean, like you just see the similarities between Peter and Tony. Like, how did you? How do you like about that? Like the other times, we don't get that kind of suit. How do you like this new suit? This new version of of Spider Man outfit. Oh, it's uh, it makes so much <laughs> sense for the time with the technology of the times, and yeah. 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 In, which would have established I, that Tony Stark can make, you know, regular cell phones into smartphones. Uh, it definitely makes sense <laughs> that, you know, so he can So, of course, it. he can make 576 web options. Right. <laughs> yep. And yet... <laughs> and program a training uh, protocol. Pepper, Pepper still doesn't have a smartphone. <laughs> She's or got the, the flip suit. Her suit hasn't been developed yet. 
Oh, yeah, we'll either. get into that at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think this suit was one of those things where I didn't even think twice about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the way he's he's introduced um, in the Civil War and the fact that, like, Tony upgrades him, like, yeah, of course you would expect all these, like, neat things in it. And so that you... Tony puts all the Mm -hmm. bells and whistles in every suit he has. Yeah. Or makes. Yeah, and the jokes Also, it was the eyes, too. They really... It's like they explain the eyes. And, you know, it zooms in, it gets bigger or whatever. Yeah, the jokes with, like, instant kill mode or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, I think the like, eyes. What is got with all... you and the instant kill? Right? Yeah, that that shit was fun. Yeah. So that was my favorite scene was when he got to know the suit and that uh, place he was trapped in. That is a good one. I do like that. And it was a great way to get to know some information about him in the movie, without him having a cheesy conversation with other people. Yep. It was it was awesome. I agree. I like that one. Yeah. Aram, did you have one? Uh I think, I think the the Washington Monument is probably one of my favorites. Like the whole Washington Monument uh, scenario, like the way he's talking to Karen, the way he's trying to get in, the way the characters in the in the elevator, yeah. like with Flash grabbing the the trophy at the same time, people are like forget the trophy. Martin yeah, Starr. Right? Yeah. Um, and then when the, when he falls, Spider Man falls, and yeah. Martin's like. Thank you. Yeah, I thought that whole bit was... The guy, Do you know Peter Parker? Yeah, is Peter Parker really your friend? <laughs> yeah, I think that one was just a great <laughs> mix of action and suspense and comedy all together and, like, these blips, and I thought it was really well done. I like that part. Yeah. Right on. I honestly think that my favorite part has to be... It really does have to be the, the whole... When you find out about uh, Vulture being a dad. Yeah. Basically, yeah. that entire point where you from that house to the reveal, I think it was fantastic. Yeah, like that was probably my favorite part. The whole car scene and the prom and all that. Sure. Hell yeah. Just because it was so fucking intimidating. Like it was so, I was so sweaty with like nerves. Like I felt bad <laughs> for him. Like so. Um. Oh, yeah. What do you you? Hmm. Is this movie in your top five of Marvel movies? It is for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I would mean, have to up, put this... I, up until now as we, uh, you know... Yeah, yeah. The movies we've seen on this podcast. I will put this right next to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Fucking right. I yeah. loved this movie. I really did. I'll put it... I thought it was a perfect Spider-Man. I thought it was well written. I just... I, everything it about funny. it was just spot on. It so. was action-packed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I have to agree. I think that uh, it would go Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man: Home Homecoming, or at least of right now, and then Thor. Right on. I would put it. Gonna be gone for a second. Um, oh, I, cord problems are back. Oh my goodness! Did it stop recording? Okay. All right. Jason, what about what about you? I'm gonna go. Uh, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Homecoming, and Guardians, Volume 1. In that order? Yeah. So you think that you still like Iron Man over Guardians? Iron Man's the perfect fucking story. <laughs> Anything else that's as good as it, just got it from Iron Man. Get out I would of probably here. put it I'd put it in the top five, but I definitely okay. wouldn't call it like my favorite. I don't know, yeah. Um, I'm stubborn. Yeah, i definitely put it somewhere in the top five. Hello. Aram? Liam says hi. 
Um, okay, go on, buddy. Yeah. It's true. Um, but yeah, I would definitely call it one of the top five for sure. I think, I don't think. I would say hi, but you can't hear my favorites would What be. up, kid? I'd probably lean towards Captain America. I think Civil War is probably one of my favorites. Um, yeah, yeah. It's gonna, I don't know why I'm a Civil, I'm a Captain America <laughs> fan. Um, and I think that one just has a lot of stakes to it. Um, but, yeah, mm. the the whole yeah the fact that he yeah. had these so that was his cameo was that he was doing Captain PSAs. America I thought it was great. Video about patience. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, it's because he doesn't like uh, he doesn't turn the video yeah. off in time. I think he was talking about and he puberty, moves like, the puberty trust me, conversation. Like, your body's about to change. And trust and, like, me, I know VCR. about that. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I heard that in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Hannibal Burris uh, when he first introduced like, yeah, so, like, he's like we're supposed to watch my, these and I'm pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now but whatever and he's playing this way when he's over here yeah yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> right yeah. yeah I thought that was good but hey this <laughs> is uh, it's the, mandatory by the state um, right the, four and a half the, the procedure hasn't changed yeah. yet yeah um, so how many spidey webs do you give this movie Four and a half? It's hard to call uh, something perfect. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying this movie isn't dope. Yeah, yeah. I... Like, yeah, I have to go four that's and a half. That's a perfect score. I have to agree. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Just I said it's hard. I didn't say it was stars, impossible. I mean, it's perfect, but... No, you know, but I mean, it's, it's, I it's, guess it's a reflective of how the, we feel about it. That's all. Yeah, like, I just... There are films like Princess Bride gives a five. I, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I, I say that this film, for the most part, like, yeah, I'd have to give it a, a 4.5 for sure. Like, a mm. easily solid 4.5. Yeah. It's just a great yeah. movie, and they only get, or the third one gets better. Anyways. Oh, God, yeah. Next uh, yeah, I think week I've is Ragnarok. What? I, watched, I think I've watched the second one only once. I watched so it once, kind of, and, and I have not seen No Way Home yet. I've so seen it so once we do in the theaters, and then once after I saw No Way Home, just because I was in that mood. But, uh, yeah, it's not terrible, but, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Nice. Uh, don't wait that I'll long for No Way Home. It's on Voodoo. Watch it's it true. tonight. It is You're, such a good fucking movie. It is. You're gonna want to watch it again. Yeah, again. dude. Yeah, it's yeah. It's one of those. It was great. But yeah, I can't wait to talk. I can't wait till we get to that point. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's gonna be next year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we have to wait because of uh, Tim's organization issues. Everything has to be in order. Uh, watch right. the episode fresh. You'll understand what I'm talking about when you see how happy Tim is about the goddamn freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was labeled. It was, it was so nice. See, there it is. Look at him. You can't help it. I'm just kidding. Homecoming. He had a spot for everything. Like, it was, oh, it was a beautiful thing. Hell yeah. We're going in order here, folks. All right. Well, Hell that yeah. has been Spider-Man Homecoming. Thor. Yeah, Homecoming. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> And, uh, 
yeah, I can't wait to talk about the other one. She's called so, Thor's Ragnarok. Next week we will talk about uh, <laughs> Ragnarok. Well, at least the next Marvel that's film amazing. that we're going to be talking about is Ragnarok. That's um, Thor's that's, Ragnarok. So. I, I'm that's super amazing. excited to I love talk it. about that one too. So, Thor's Ragnarok. It's technically that sounds Thor's like, Ragnarok. That sounds dirtier than He's, you meant. <laughs> so, all right. This Towards has been uh, BB Banter Bros. Goes to the Movies, and we will catch you later. Peace. Bye. Spiderweb. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to check us out. Jason, where can we be heard? I don't know, Tim. Where can we be well, heard? Let me tell you where we can be heard. You can find us on all the other platforms that you find podcasts like iTunes and Amazon Music. All them places you find all your favorite and popular podcasts. Yeah. Spotify. That's where I listen to podcasts. And nowadays you can rate your podcast on there. Go ahead and give us five stars on Spotify or any other platform you listen to your favorite podcast on. And Spotify. If you want to watch us, you can find us on YouTube. Go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. Give it a share. You got to comment. All the algorithm stuff. It helps. And if you want to comment on how bad and terrible we are doing or how ugly we look, just uh, send us an email at bnbbanterbros at gmail.com. And that's A-N-D, you said, between the B's? A-N-D okay. in between the B. You can also check us out on the multiple social platforms that consume everybody's life, like the YouTube, the Twitch, the Twitter, the TikTokity, and the Instagrammy, including Facebook. So please, come check us out. We'll catch you next time.